Welcome to the Listen to Your Gut podcast with international best-selling author Jeannie Patel-Thompson. Because your body is your subconscious. Your body is the densest part of your soul. So this is from a book by Sandra Ann Taylor called The Hidden Power of Your Past Lives. Hey, Alana, good to see you. So anybody who's on the call, if you had any specific questions for today, just type them in or any particular issues you're struggling with, and I will get to them. So I'm going to start. So this, this woman is um, a clinical psychologist, but she also specializes in past life therapy, and she's also a psychic. So I love that she has this big toolkit that she pulls from. She says, if you suffer from a chronic condition, such as arthritis, asthma, high blood pressure, gastrointestinal issues, recurring migraines, or other persistent problems, it's very likely that these originated in a past life or perhaps even several past lives. This is especially true in cases where you've suffered from a condition for most of your current life. It's possible that you've had this before or that you've suffered repeated traumas to the areas involved. And I would like to add to that because I've done um, a lot of past life work and early, like back in my 20s. And the other thing that I found for myself, it's not just the things that other people have done to you. It's the stuff that you've done to other people. So um, you, it that can make it... <laughs> I think you kind of have a sense of that and it plays into like, I was really resistant. I had, I did about two years of past life regression therapy and I was super resistant to go look at my dad. <coughs> Excuse me. Because some part of me knew this is really not going to be good. And I really don't want to see what's here between us. But at the same time, if I didn't go and look, at what was there between us, I would never be able to heal with him. And if I didn't heal with him, I couldn't heal my physical body. So, you know, at a certain point, my mom, who um, is an evangelical Christian, since not supposed to believe in past lives, it was so overwhelmingly clear that we had a lunch together. And after the lunch, she just looked at me and she said, you gotta go find him. And I was like, I know, I know. Um, so I did. And my health issues in this lifetime were from the ways that I had injured and destroyed him in other lifetimes. And then, of course, I saw the flip side. I saw other lifetimes where he had been injured and destroyed me. So we had been playing this back and forth where we took turns being the powerful aggressor who destroyed the other person. And this had been going on lifetime after lifetime with serious dire consequences to each of us. And so even though it was not enjoyable at all to witness what we had done to each other in those past lives. And of course, if you have a good therapist, you don't have to re-experience that. They can pull you out of the scene and you can kind of look at it from up here. But being able to witness that and then 
gain the understanding that, oh, we've incarnated in such close proximity in this lifetime as father-daughter because we both decided we have got to heal this. Like we, in, in all those lifetimes that I saw, we were strangers and we would just kind of see each other across like a city square and it would be like a magnet, like you. And, and then if you were a person, you'd be like, oh shit. Like these karmic ties are so strong and they provide such juice when you meet the person in the next life. So a lot of the times, um, so I'm going to digress a bit here just because I feel like going with this flow. Um, <clears throat> for romantic interests, you'll meet someone and you'll feel that, that juice, that zing. And a lot of people interpret that as love at first sight or, oh, I knew he was the one because you feel it is like a magnetic, um, it is so strong and it comes from your core. And there's a part of you that knows this connection is real. But what you may not know <laughs> is what the connection signifies. So I had met um, a man in this lifetime and we then we met and then he felt very strong connection to me and i was kind of like mm. and then we met again and we both felt it and so we started dating and we went to this blues block blues bar and i met him there and i sat down and they started playing the blues and this visceral panic rose from my toes up, up through, and I was like, I had no other thought than get out. And I literally, I got up from my chair and I left and I ran all the way to my truck and I drove home. And I was, I remember driving, again, like I'm like 18 or 19. I remember driving home and tears streaming down my face. I'm like, I'm psychotic. I will never be able to have a relationship. Like I'm literally nuts. Like what just happened there? Never made sense until, you know, fast forward, however many, seven, eight years later. And I see this guy in a past life. So in the past life, we were both slaves brought over from Africa. We were in the Southern US. We were married. We had three children together and he beat the crap out of me on a regular basis, you know, and raped me in that day. It wasn't considered rape. It was considered the husband's right. And my life was hell. And that life ended with him and me fighting. And now I was a big woman. I absolutely could have fought back, but he's choking me. And in the moment I felt I'm done. Like this life has been nothing but pain for me. It's been nothing but trauma. Just end it. I'm, I'm done. I'm out of here. And so he choked me to death. And as I left my body in that lifetime, I looked down and I saw my three little boys huddled in their bed. And I went, oh, I forgot that. I, like in the moment of him killing me, there was no memory or cognizance that I had children. It was literally just the grief and rage and emotion of my life. And I wanted out. And so he killed me in that lifetime. That was the guy that I dated in this lifetime. 
and it was the blues because what was the music of the slaves in the south it was blues music so that was the trigger viscerally for my body to go back into that lifetime and go get out now like just run so these past life events and emotions are held within our etheric body they're held within our genetic code they are still with us so when you have something really stubborn or really confusing and you're tapping or you're doing hypnotherapy and you can't seem to get to what's underneath it <clears throat> I encourage you to open to the possibility of looking at your past lives for answers and um, ideas and illumination. So in this book, Sandra Taylor says, your etheric body holds unhealed memories and brings their vibrations to the same location in your physical form from life to life. For example, if you had a head injury in a past existence, it could result in chronic migraines now. It would be important then to investigate the emotions and conclusions of that previous experience so that they can be released and reversed. Okay, that's very key. She's not saying you have to go back to that past life so you can understand your physical headaches. No, because everything that happens to us physically, the important part of it is the emotions, the decisions, the vows that resulted from those physical occurrences, okay? Understanding and turning around both past and present energetic issues will clear them from your karma code and bring healing to today's condition. At a recent seminar, this is her telling a story. At a recent seminar, a woman complained about persistent and severe acid reflux. As she was talking about her condition, a past life episode unfolded before my eyes. Oh, this is hilarious. She'd been a slave brought to America from Africa on one of the horrible ships where people were chained together and forced to spend days on end in a shoulder to shoulder reclining position. In that experience, she was fed very little, and what she did receive was practically inedible. Between the rolling ship and the bug-infested food, she couldn't keep anything down. The misery, resentment, and sense of powerlessness became encoded in her energetic memories and her eternal consciousness. Upon further investigation, we found that her mother in this life had been her captor in that one, and the vibration of the present relationship reflected her lack of freedom and power. Her soul longed for her to rid herself of the old energies and conclusions and to redefine herself according to her eternal value and unlimited power. Not only did she need to release the hold her past had on her spirit and body, but she also had to make her timeless truth a reality in her present relationship with her mother. She knew that she needed to set boundaries and reclaim her power, making it clear to her mother that she was taking back control. So this is an important lesson. Whenever we initiate a healing of past life problems, 
we must support it with our current choices, behaviors, and beliefs. So, you know, if, if I had learned something about someone and then in this lifetime just continued on as normal with them, I haven't actually affected any healing or resolution in that relationship. Because don't forget, with all of these, these elements, they're outside time and space. It doesn't matter that that was another lifetime and now is this lifetime. The issue is the issue. The karma is the karma. You have to complete that karmic circle so you can get off the wheel of repetition. So you can not have to have this dynamic or this relationship or this lesson repeat itself over and over again, right? And from my experience, the only way off the karmic wheel is through forgiveness. And, and you can't forgive really unless it's a, a very powerful spiritual event, it's hard to forgive unless you understand. Because what are you forgiving for? Like just to say, I forgive you as a blanket statement doesn't hold a lot of power. Like for me, when I understood what my father had done to me and not just in this lifetime, but other lifetimes, and I forgave him for that, which again, I will point out, I wasn't physically able to do. I had to have the divine take that and do it for me. I tried and I tried and I tried and I couldn't. And finally I surrendered it to God. And I said, you've got to, you've got to forgive him for me. I literally can't do it. But then the second piece of forgiveness is to forgive yourself, right? In whatever form that takes, I forgive myself for being weak lifetime after lifetime. I forgive myself for making the same shitty decision again and again. I forgive myself for raping and brutalizing him in those other lifetimes. And the interesting thing about it is when you go through this process, forgiving yourself can be the hardest part of, of completing that so you can get off the karmic wheel. And your physical body will not stop messaging you with whatever symptom you have until you walk this process. So it's, it's, when you're doing your tapping sessions, even if you just open to the possibility that this issue exists in other lifetimes, in other forms of relationship, that alone will kind of just open it up for where you need things to go to reach the piece of information that's going to unlock the issue for you. So that's why I'm, I'm bringing this um forward today and I also had an email from one of our members and he suffers from chronic mouth ulcers and so this and he's like I've done sessions and I've done tapping and I've and nothing is shifting this and I'm like well in my experience you do the work and you do the work and you do the work and if you're still not getting shift you go deeper you have to keep going deeper you have to keep going down through the layers until you hit the origin and so maybe the origin doesn't exist in this lifetime. Maybe it's coming from another lifetime. Maybe it's, and maybe he has a relationship in this lifetime. It could be part of his family, or it could be someone he's close to who is intimately connected with that. And again, is bringing that issue or that, that pain or that lack or that misconception forward for healing because our body is always advocating on our behalf. You have to get that. You have to get that 
as a rock solid. This is totally contrary to the medical pharmaceutical view of the body, right? The war on cancer, things are attacking me and my body is betraying me and I need to fight hard. And no, 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 no. Your body is your subconscious. Your body is the densest part of your soul. It is not separate from your soul. It is not something that needs to be transcended so you can reach enlightenment. The mind-body-spirit needs to be integrated and brought into wholeness together. That is the pathway to freedom across the board. Health freedom, financial freedom, relationship freedom, personal freedom. So when your physical body keeps giving you a message over and over, switch your thinking about it that, ah, this thing I just can't get rid of to, I am not receiving the message and thank you body for not giving up on me. Thank you for being willing to sacrifice yourself over and over to get this message to me so that I can receive and go after the healing that we need because the mind, body, soul are one and we have to heal all the levels or the healing is not permanent. It's not long-term. It's not something that is before and after. It's something that just keeps, you know, lingering. And then, oh, now I've got this. And oh, now I've got that. Or you hear people, I healed from cancer and then they have cancer again because you've got, you're, you're not done. You, you haven't gone deep enough. You haven't gone far enough. So when something keeps coming up again and again, or keeps coming around again and again, really resist that urge to feel betrayed or feel frustrated or feel angry and say, okay, there's another layer. How deep do I have to go? How far do I have to go? I'm all in. Um, <clears throat> take a moment to jot down the physical conditions you've had to deal with in this life. Do they bring to mind any potential past life connections? What do you think is the message or lesson they may hold for you? And what personal changes can you make to support the lesson and your soul's intention for mastery and growth? So why do we come here? Why do we incarnate here? Are we just here to like do some stuff, have some kids, go home? Like, why are we here? I believe we're here because when we can integrate the 12th dimension, sixth dimension, third dimension, all through all the levels of self, then we can, we are this fully integrated fully creative energy. And I believe that's why I'm here. So I'm not here to learn lessons, I'm not here at earth school. I'm here because these conditions <clears throat> and this 3D reality is what forces me to not just notice and access, but also to lean in to all these threads all of these aspects 
of healing and integration that are still waiting to happen within myself. So, and, and what's the point of all that? That integrated integration into full creative power is freedom, is, is getting to that place where, you know, I have my dental work done with no anesthetic. I can transmute that pain I, so I don't suffer, right? Um, I'm hoping that, you know, for me, a personal goal is to get to that place where, you know, the whole world can be burning around you and you're present and you're witnessing, you're smelling, you're seeing, you're feeling, but it's not your dominant reality because your dominant reality lives with the eternal, lives with the you, the soul that transcends time and space. You know, and then maybe that's where we can get to the point where, you know, many yogis have claimed to reach, not many, but enough have claimed to reach where they can move their physical body from one location to another, just like the Star Trek, dematerialize here, rematerialize over there. Like what freedoms would be available to us when we fully develop and integrate all the levels of ourselves through all the dimensions of reality? Who and what might we be? You know, and, and this is the stuff of movies like Interstellar, you know, The Matrix, all of these, you know, really popular um, Avatar, all of these really popular Hollywood movies allude to this potentiality of humans. So let's do the work and, and the great, there's no downside because with each piece of yourself that you heal and each layer of yourself that you reveal and then bring into integration and wholeness, you become more free, right? Energy flows and energy flow affects health. It affects your financial state. It affects your personal relationships. So, and then those are the things that determine your daily quality of life. So where's the downside? There's no downside. I don't want to heal that because I don't want to make too much money. No, no, of course not. Heal that, move into flow move into that space where there's no scarcity, right? Where everything is possible. So just wanted to bring forward to you guys the, the aspect when you're doing your tapping or when you're faced with something that's chronic or stubborn, or you can't seem to get any kind of movement. Maybe just maybe this involves a past life. And again, if you're really up on your theories of time and you understand that time is not linear, it's more circular and like in folded pieces folding back and in upon themselves, um, then you don't maybe want to call it past lives. You maybe want to call it other lives. You know, there's a theory of time that all of those realities are happening concurrently. Like right now, right now I'm me here in this lifetime doing a live stream with you, but I'm also in that lifetime with my dad. I'm in that lifetime with the, 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 my friend who was the other fellow slave in Africa, which reminds me, okay, so guess what he does? So this is, so I'm work, walking my path for karmic completion, right? And I have this realization and I do my healing work when I see him in that past life. And the corollary for me I had seen a number of lifetimes where life got really hard and really tough and I left 
now it doesn't matter whether I was, I died because of illness or someone killed me. It didn't matter. In none of those lifetimes did I commit suicide, but I allowed myself to be killed, which is the same thing. And I saw my emotional state in those lifetimes where I left was I'm done. I'm done fighting. I can't do this anymore. I just, I want out. I want to go home. And in every lifetime I left children. So a big awareness that came to me from seeing those lifetimes is in this lifetime, you don't leave your kids no matter what bottom line end of. So there's some really cool stuff and really cool illuminations that can come out of this. So the guy that I was dating in that lifetime. So his karma was the oppression and destruction of the female, right? The black female, because he was black as well. And all of his rage at his persecution and subjugation was channeled out against the black woman in his life. So guess what he does in this life? This is karmic completion, okay? In this lifetime, and I have not told him about this past life because I literally have not seen him in 20 years. But when I do see him, I actually will tell him. But in this lifetime, <clears throat> and I've lost track of him, but he had spent at least a decade working in the remote villages of Burkina Faso in West Africa, working with women's groups, to empower them into leadership in their tribes. That's karmic completion. That is the karma in balance and he's off the karmic wheel, right? He, that was his way and, and completely unaware as far as I know of why that was his motivation, why he had to do that, why that was the burden on his heart. But when you look at it, just in terms of that one past life, it makes perfect sense. Well, he's balanced the karma now. In this time, you you rape and you kill and you disempower and you destroy the black woman. And in this lifetime, you create a space of healing and community and you teach and you empower and you raise her up. That's karmic completion, right? So delving into your past lives doesn't have to be scary it can be um really really liberating and i do highly recommend it um i recommend working with a facilitator that you have to have a very high level of trust for because you won't let go in the session unless you can fully trust that person to handle whatever comes up and to keep you safe while you're in a very suggestive state. So um, in the beginning, like when I first took my kids for hypnotherapy, I stayed in the room because even though I'd researched the therapist and I really had a good feeling, my gut feeling was good, I trusted her. I was like, nobody gets, I will not take this risk with my kids. So I will stay in the room so I can ensure that what happens is all positive and beneficial and that this person themselves doesn't have a personal issue or a lack in their own development that's going to come out because we're all human filters, right? Like it doesn't matter what your qualifications are and, and whether you're channeling the divine or whether you're creating a space of healing through past life regression, your shit is also in the room. 
So just be really careful when you're choosing a therapist um, for those parameters. And like with my kids, I stayed in the room. Um, my son had numerous sessions. So I stayed with him for, I think, two sessions. And then <clears throat> we both felt, okay, that's fine. He's safe. She's solid. Let them do their work on their own. And my daughter, same thing. I stayed in the room with her for the first session until we both felt, yep, yeah, this therapist is good. It's an all clear. So that would be my only caveat. There are some um, guided meditations that you can download. So they will guide you into past life experiences, but they're very light, light trance. I mean, they wouldn't even call them trance. They're just like, you know, like a guided relaxation meditation. But they can relax you enough to the point that if you then go into a tapping session or you have your journal right there and you allow yourself to free write with whatever comes out or you use that as a precursor, like it depends how you receive information, okay? So I receive a lot of information through writing and I can channel my horses when I'm writing. I can channel guides and so... For me, writing is a good way to do it. For someone else, they may receive a lot of great stuff in the dream time. So then maybe do the past life regression guided audio just before you go to sleep. And then have that piece of paper or a voice your phone with voice memo, turn off the radiation though, um, right beside your bed so that as soon as you wake up for the dream, you can record or write down the dream because you will never ever remember it later like you will when you first come up out of the dream time. So, um, and then for someone else, they may say, okay, I'm going to do this, you know, guided audio for past life. And then I'm going to go straight into a tapping session and then see what comes up. You know, those are all really useful um, methods that don't involve having to book a one-on-one -on -one with a past life regression therapist. So um, just a heads up on that. So we have a little bit of time. I want to read you um, the rest of this section in the book. I see I see nobody's got any questions, so it's good. I'm, I'm assuming you guys are just all um, enjoying the, the exploration we're doing. Okay, allergies, asthma, and respiratory problems. <clears throat> there are many reasons why people develop allergies and breathing difficulties sourced in both this and previous incarnations. Severe allergies, those that can cause anaphylaxis and death, can very likely be traced back to extremely traumatic past life experiences. Chronic but not life-threatening allergies, such as skin rashes, can indicate past resentments. I had a client who was allergic to most metals and couldn't wear jewelry next to her skin. Silver caused an especially itchy, bumpy rash. When we did a past life regression, we found that she had labored in the silver mines of Colorado. She'd also experienced some discomfort in small closed spaces in her current life. While it didn't impair her functioning, it had been a noticeably chronic issue, and she was amazed to find out that the two problems were connected. Allergies can also indicate occupations or locations of past lives. For instance, I once had a client who developed celiac disease, a severe allergy to gluten, which is most notably found in wheat, we discovered that she'd been a wheat farmer in Oklahoma at the time of the Dust Bowl. 
So although she'd worked hard to save her farm, she lost everything, including a child who died in infancy. We found that the emotionally charged, encoded information from this one trauma had not only led to her celiac disease, but it had also resulted in a deep fear of financial loss and a severely overprotected relationship with her present life children. So you see why these things are really important to come into your consciousness and then release either through the past life regression session or with tapping later once you have the information. So for someone like her um, who received that um, that information, she would then, she could then tap on it and say, you know, even though I was a farmer and I lost everything and I lost my child and my body then decided that anything connected to wheat was not safe because that was the trigger for that lifetime. And that's how my body encoded the information. Nonetheless, I deeply and completely love and accept myself, even though, right? And then your whole tapping session can branch off of that one piece of information. Um, Kritika has asked, do you have any personal recommendations on a psychic reading person? Um, I do know that um, Jenny Andrews, who's the co-creator with me, uh, you know, helped me create this course and filmed all your tutorial videos. She is a licensed hypnotherapist and she does past life regression and she has done sessions with me and she's extremely good and extremely safe. And she's worked with my kids as well. Um, Dr. Juliette Godzian is another person. She's a healing intuitive. Um, she often doesn't need to put you into session. She will just see where something in your body is related to a past life and that information will come forward. So um, I will, um, let me type their names here for you. Uh, Jenny, you know, Jenny Andrews is at jennahive.com. And then now Juliet's a funny one because she's, she's one of these, people who just hasn't updated her website. So her website is not gonna look like it should, but I'm gonna find it for you. There it is. Um, so you can book a session there called um, Healing, Healing Distance Support. Here's her website. Okay. So Jenny Andrews is jennahive.com, J-E-N-N-A hive.com and Juliet is Dr. Dr. Juliet J-U-L-I-E-T Godzian G-H-O-D-S-I-A-N.com so you guys can access them they're both absolutely fantastic can 100% recommend both of them and but interestingly enough none of them have this like seamless description and ordering pro I'm, I'm, I'm at both of them. I'm like, Jenny, can you just make it easier for people to book with you? And she's like, well, they just need to contact me. And then with Juliet, it's like, <coughs> Juliet, could you just read your website? So it actually says what you do. And she's like, I'm working on it. So anyway, but they're stellar. Okay.
Breathing problems could indicate a past life in which you were suffocated. It might be a literal suffocation or a metaphorical one where you weren't allowed to be yourself, honor your needs or express your feelings. Throat problems, whether related to allergies, infections or other reasons such as cancer, can indicate a literal strangulation or a symbolic one where you weren't allowed to speak your truth. If you're having throat or lung problems today, please consider that this may be a karmic directive for you. Make sure you honor your spirit's intention to speak and honor your truth in every relationship and every area of your life. Breathing problems, of course, can be caused by current activities such as smoking, but the compulsion to engage in such addictive activities could come from past lives as well. It's important not to get too caught up in the details of past or present sources. If something is a significant issue for you, look for the lesson or the message. That's the key. All right, so the questions for you are, do you have any allergies? If so, how and when do they manifest? And what do you think they represent? Could specific occupations or locations be involved? What about skin or respiratory conditions? Have a dialogue with your body and see what issues may need to be addressed regarding any chronic physical issues. And remember when you signed up for your laser tapping, you got a free guided meditation from me about dialoguing with your body and placing your consciousness in various parts of your body. So if you haven't done that guided audio, definitely set yourself a quiet time and space, maybe light a candle, do the audio, have your journal or, you know, a recording device nearby so that, you know, you can immediately record whatever came up for you during the meditation and then do some tapping on it, right? Don't just look for one method. Healing is most effective when you view it as this holistic ball with lots of elements that feed into so it's like people are like well i did that and it didn't work and i did that and it didn't work no no that's not how holistic healing works holistic healing works is you do everything you do everything your body and your soul is calling for you do everything that you can because you trust that your body is always advocating on your behalf and until you get the messages you need your body cannot will not release that message to you and that's a good thing. That's something to be thankful and grateful for. Because if your body released the symptom, your mouth ulcers or whatever it is that's, that's bugging you, you would think you're done. You'd be like, okay, great. Well, I got to everything. I'm done with that. And then you would never come into completion. You would never come into the, the level of healing and integration that's possible for you. So just switch your thinking around that, right? Switch your thinking to my body is always... 100% advocating on my behalf and go from that place. And I just gotta turn my heater down. It's like cooking me here. Okay, that's better. Um, okay, breaks, injuries, and surgeries. Whenever there's an invasive trauma, it's very likely that this part of the body has been injured before. I once had a client who was in a car accident as a young man in which he broke both of his legs. They were so severely damaged that he had to have a number of surgeries to insert pins and reconnect the bones. 
While he was coming out of anesthesia, he had vivid dreams of a life where he'd been a mason constructing a church. The wall he'd been working on collapsed on top of him, crushing both his legs and leaving him unable to walk. For the rest of that life, he had to live with his mother, never marrying and never recovering from his anger and frustration. So remember with past lives, it's not so much about what happened, it's about the emotions, conclusions, decisions, vows that were made as a result of what happened. The present life car accident, although traumatic, was a less severe version of this event. Luckily, modern medicine was able to literally set things straight. However, this past life revelation uncovered some very important current issues for him. It revealed why he felt so dependent on his mother, why he was still, still at the age of 28, afraid to set out on his own. After recovering from his final surgery, he was able to move on literally and figuratively. As painful as the accident and the following surgeries were, he eventually saw them as a blessing, right? Your body is always advocating on your behalf, a catalyst to releasing a deeply encoded pattern. Until he was free of it, he hadn't realized how pervasive his fear and isolation had become. You're not here to be fearful and isolated, right? Your body's advocating on your behalf. So the question's for you. Have you had any surgeries or injuries indicating that an old trauma is still holding a lesson for you? Consider what past event may have triggered this present experience. Dialogue with that area of the body. Okay, again, use that guided meditation I gave you guys and ask yourself, what can you do to let go of the old emotions and create new conclusions? Scars and birthmarks can also indicate past traumatic events. Take some time to investigate what present meaning they may be bringing you. Okay, question from Barbara. Could this work with an animal companion with surrogate tapping? Yes. Absolutely. I, I, my hesitancy was like, I was trying to be like, I'm sure I have a personal story around that. Which one do I have? So I, I have seen a past life with my dog, Tia. Um, it wasn't related to a trauma or anything that needed healing, but I did see a past life that her and I had had together and she was human in that lifetime. So um, yeah. And in one of my past lives, because you know, this is way back when, and, and you know, the whole Hindu theory of reincarnation is that, you know, you start as an insect and then you move to the higher reptile and then you move to the mammal and then your apex incarnation experience is a human. But in my own personal experience, I went back to a lifetime where I was a dog and it was so fascinating to experience life as a dog because the differences were that, um, like, it's like as humans, Within each emotion, there's like 50 layers and expressions and shades and nuances. And when you're a dog, it's just like, that's the emotion. It's really, it's like, it's a more black and white existence as a dog versus as a human. It's just really shades of gray, right? So that was the extremely interesting thing for me, re-experiencing that lifetime um, as, a, as a dog. And, and of course it had a direct tie in 
to a relationship that I had in this lifetime, which is why my subconscious wanted to bring that forward and wanted me to view that lifetime. So, yeah, I think you could definitely, if you sense that, you know, what's happening with your horse, for example, could be related to a past life, go with it. Like in your surrogate tapping session, don't, like if the idea occurs to you, just go with it. If you're wrong, there's no harm done. If you're right, oh my gosh, right? You could shift something that's, that's, can't be shifted any other way. So just, just go for it. And it's about growing that intuition muscle and trusting it within yourself when it speaks to you, right? So absolutely, you can do that. And um, of course, I've, I've done it with my own children. Um, I'm trying, I, I feel like there's got to have been an animal where we had to go to a past life. But I can't, I can't think of one. Yeah, I can't think of one, Barbara, but I'm sure... I'm sure that's that's totally possible because whether a soul incarnates as an animal or a human, um, the closeness between us, and, and people will often experience this when they see or meet an animal, they feel that zing, right? That whole, like, when you meet a guy, you're like, oh, he's my soulmate. Like, people will feel that with their animal. They'll know instantly, and the animal will be like, you're mine. You know, like when I went to get Odie, Odie was semi-feral. Every single person could not get within 200 feet of her. She would bolt. And I walked into the field and I was talking with the woman who owned the rescue. And then Odie just walked right up to me and she was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. But yet she'd done this enough time to know that when animals find their human, everything is different. You know, they're like, yeah, you're mine. We're together. Let's go. Um, so how is that determined? Well, it could be as a result of a soul contract to work together in this incarnation, but it could also be because you've had multiple lifetimes and multiple connections with each other. So I would definitely be open to that possibility. And Barbara, if it comes up for you, um, definitely let us know. I would be very interested to hear what comes out of exploring that avenue. Does anyone else have any other questions? And if you're having a psychological problem, a belief system problem with the concept of past lives, you don't need to call them past lives or other lives. You can call them symbolic representations of parts of my psyche, right? So um, you can say, well, because my subconscious is making up this story, it has significance and relevance to me, right? And um, just let yourself go that way and say, yeah, past lives and other lives they're not real that's fine but um if my psyche wants to express itself in these ways or use this type of symbology uh i'm open to that and you can you can go into it that way as well you know the universe the divine doesn't care what labels we call things <laughs> we think that you know 
the divine source energy cares whether we call it God or Allah or Krishna, but really it doesn't. You can call it whatever you want. Um, it's again, it's all about your energy and your intention and what you hold in your heart. So, okay. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for being with me on this little, little journey into another aspect of healing and something that you can get really great information that you can then tap on. Um, or like be open during a tapping session for some information to come up from other lifetimes and other experiences, right? So, you know, if you're, if you're doing a tapping session, all of a sudden you get a feeling of some trauma and you're like, but that hasn't happened to me. Well, not in this lifetime. So then go with it because if it's coming up, it's in your energy field somewhere for some reason. So heal it, clear it. You know, we have the tools. Get her done. Thank you. Namaste. Laser tapping is a technique that really needs to be experienced to understand what exactly it is and how amazing it feels. So come on over to lasertapping.com and sign up for a free session with me to experience this incredible technique for yourself.